Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. On this episode of Celeb Savant, I'll be speaking to South African singer-songwriter Carol Ann. The COVID pandemic inspired Carol Ann to pursue her dreams in the music industry. Carol Ann has released a couple of singles and an EP called Nights Alone. Her target is to go onwards and upwards and be successful in the music industry. Up next on Celeb Savant, we've got Carol Ann. Where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life and how are you doing? So I'm currently in George. What's happening in my life? Um, I actually started a, a part-time job on a game farm, so that's been fun. But I've been picking up on the music side, which has been exciting um, since that's what I've been for- focusing on the last couple of months so and other than that just try to hang on to the roller coaster of life (laughs) (laughs) and it is that roller coaster sometimes so for those listeners uh, overseas so george is in western cape western cape in south africa yes so let's take it rewind to the very beginning tell us about your musical journey from whatever whatever age it started what inspired invigorated you and how did it become your passion i think it started with a, sh- with a song by sure called believe yes um we know that song <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the first cover i tried to learn and i think i was in like the first grade and since then i just i, I wanted to sing i just wanted to sing i wanted to be on stage um i was still very shy even up in, into high school and after high school so Everyone always asks me, but you're so shy and you don't want to do orals in front of a classroom, but you want to sing. And like, how how does that make sense? I'm like, it doesn't. (laughs) Begged my mom to um, get me vocal lessons. So we started that in the 10th grade, started getting more on stage, like grade 10, 11 and 12. And then I decided to go study when I was 19, took a gap year and haven't, haven't let go since. It's just always been a part of my life. It's just never something that I could let go of, and it's never something that could let go of me. You mentioned that shyness. Uh, So did that shyness, as you did more lessons and stood up more to sing, did that shyness dissipate, or is it something of you create a, a persona other than Carol Ann when you become singing? Not other than Caroline, but someone that you're like, okay, now I'm going to sing, so this person comes out of me. I think it was more when I started becoming more comfortable in my own skin. Okay. Earlier, it was um, like in high school, I noticed um, my voice was something I had to grow into. And the talent was there, but the technique needed some help. Um, But I always knew like I had something. It was something that would would take me far and it would would be something that, that I could rely on, whether it was career or to get through something that kind of started breaking when I kind of got the hang of control and confidence in my voice to know my boundaries and when to know when I can hit the big notes and when to know when I can't hit the big notes and when I started kind of becoming comfortable with my voice and throughout the last five years I would say becoming more comfortable in my own skin and realizing that there's a place in this world for me where if I stand on stage, like I'm there for a reason. People hire me for a reason. <laughs> um, so 
I'm not just there because I want to be there. I'm there because other people also want me there. What did you, did you study music at university? I went through um, COPA, um, which is Campus of Performing Arts. Um, okay. I didn't actually do any grading through high school. So when I finished school, I didn't have, I, I couldn't go to like UCT or anything because I had no theoretical background. So that kind of just took me through like the high school of music. Yes. Um, took me through the basics. And that's also where I learned to play piano. Always wanted to play piano, never got the opportunity. And then I was like, it's happening now. <laughs> so that gave me the opportunity to learn the technical stuff, carry on with the vocals and grow in that. But then also to learn an instrument that I've been wanting to learn forever. So what about the piano what, uh, attracted you compared to any other instrument? I've always wanted to play p- piano. My great-grand used to play piano. My mom used to play piano at school, but then she eventually stopped because she thought she was terrible, but then apparently she wasn't. (laughs) Um, She found her piano teacher like 40 years later and she's like, oh, you should have carried on. You were great. And she's like, why didn't you tell me then? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I think maybe it's because the piano's in the family. Um, I tried learning guitar. It, It just never stuck. I never got the hang of it. It was just like my fingers and my brain. It didn't quite match there, but I think with piano, because I see everything in front of me, it's a bit easier. But yeah, it's just, I think it's one of those cases of some instruments gel more with other people and some instruments gel more with other people. So yeah. I think piano is just my instrument. You didn't see yourself as one of those guitar wo- persons that were thrashing around on the stage, jumping from one side to the <laughs> <No>. other. <laughs> No, <laughs> in the first band that I was in when I was studying, I actually played a bit of bass. I shuffled between vocals, keyboard and bass. Um, our rhythm guitarist shuffled between vocals, guitar and bass. Our lead guitarist shuffled between bass and lead guitar. Our drummer shuffled between drumming <laughs> and bass. Like, So we all had a chance to either play or learn the bass. Yeah. And I just like play on sequence like I don't know I don't really know what I was doing I just learned the sequence (laughs) but that was fun (laughs) Carol Ann from zero to a three to four minute song what is that journey for you how do you create a song is it easy each time let's dive into your creative world Okay, so it's definitely not easy each time. I've written a song in two weeks and I've written a song in two years. So it really depends on the song. Um, I think it also depends on what I'm writing on. A lot of my material stems through personal experience, um, personal emotions. Um, There has been the odd song that I stem through someone else's experience Um, where I'm on the side trying to be there for someone. And sometimes vocals will come first, sometimes chords will come first. Often I'll, if vocals come first, I'll just try, like, try and wrap the chords around the melody. And if um, chords come first, then I'm like, what does this sound like? What what have we been through that this chord structure sounds like? <laughs> um, so Any More was written in two weeks, um, my song on my EP. Stay Silent, which is also on the EP, that took about four years. It was a song that I wrote and then ended up rewriting and and I finished it through a different experience. 
that was quite a unique experience for me. And the same with Already Halfway There. It was a, a song I actually wrote about my grandpa when okay. he passed away. And then I turned it around and I was like, let's turn this into something beautiful and loving instead. Um, so then any more came around. I'm I'm a romantic as well. I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so creative process definitely stems from the highly emotional side of, of me. When you create or write a song, is it, I know some takes a short period, some take a longer period, a couple of elements I'd like to unpack. First of all, you write solely in the sense that it's a sole project. You don't collaborate with other um, writers when you write a song. So far, all of my stuff have been sole projects. I have tried writing with people before. Um, it's quite a challenge because I've been writing for so alone for so long. Because I've been traveling, traveling around so much. I would like to get to the point where I can collaborate with people. I'm trying to like keep my head open for that opportunity when it arises. Yeah. So what about it? It's a challenge. I think it's the the opening up part. Like, oh, okay. okay, let's decide on a theme. Okay, great. This this has been my experience. This is my word. Or the last time when I was writing with someone, I would throw out a line and he'd start laughing at me. And I'm like, what are you laughing about? He's like, no, it's just so like out there. And I'm like, but if you mix it with that line, it brings it like back down. So yeah. I'm very artistic when I was in high school and just after high school, I used to paint a lot and I'm very into art. I love art. I love interior designing. So for me, a, a, a song is like an artwork and it kind of needs to gel, needs to have that depth, that flow. Or if you're trying to create something a little bit more abstract, you kind of want something to pull and push. And yeah, so sometimes like my methods or my my wording is a bit strange for people. Um, but I think if I find the right people to work with, then it's like collab is like a friendship. Like it's yes. going to click and it's going to work well and it's going to flow or it's going to be awkward and it's going to stagger and it's not going to move. So I think I just haven't found the people where where we gel well to do those collabs. Yeah, and it's also a trust to trust that know to know that if you say that that sentence or that line, that it will be okay. Let's see how it flows instead of being laughed at. You know, because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you're opening your your heart up and your experiences, like to this person that you don't really know that well. Yeah. It's a it's a vulnerability factor. And also leaving the egos at the door. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Has there ever been a song, you mentioned some take two weeks, others take a, a longer period of time. Has there ever been times when those songs that were taking longer period of times, you were like, oh, I'm just going to leave it. It's not working. Or do you work on it and work on it and work on it until you get to it? Most of them, I have, I put the pause button on it and I'm like, I'm either too emotional for this that it's just emotional spew on paper. And then eventually I'll circle back around. So every now and then I'll page through my songbook from the beginning and I'll just kind of like go through every song that I haven't finished. And that'll happen like every four months or so. So I'll play, I'll go through a song and then I'm like, uh, not feeling it. But I'll yeah. never like throw away a song because there's always something that you can use. There has been like I think one song that I actually like worked on for like 
four weeks where every day I was like, okay, every day we're going to do a line. We're going to find a line. But then at the end of the day, when I sing through the song, I'm like, it feels so technical and so put together. I stopped feeling the song. Yeah. Um, it stopped flying. I mean, like every time I sing, yes. Yeah. It's probably not a healthy experience, but every time like I sing my songs, it's like, I'm back in that moment and I can sing it with that feeling and intention with what I wrote it, which is probably not good if you're going through therapy. <laughs> I'm not going through therapy yet. So. <laughs> that could be the, that, that is therapy. That's a form of therapy. In a way, yes. Um, yeah. Apparently if, um, if you keep remembering stuff, your body doesn't know the difference yes. um, of the part the like your yeah. mind does. So I'm like, maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's my as job a, for now. So. <laughs> as, as long as you've learned the lessons, if it's a perceived negative experience in yes. your mind, as long as you know, okay, I learned the lesson from this interaction and experience with this person or people or situation. Now I'm just tapping into the emotions from that to sing the song and it doesn't manifest into another experience. So as long as you can separate yourself from that, then I think you're eight for away. Would you agree with me that song, songwriting is a sort of a, a form of type of poetry writing? Because if you took away the song and all the instrumentations and the singing part of it and you just spoke it out, it could be a poem. Definitely. Often. I was not the best English student at school and just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now coming back to songwriting and sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is my, Eng is my English teacher like, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's in England right now. <laughs> it's like, am I doing okay? Is this okay? <laughs> like, and then I'll go through like the rhymes that we like learned at school and everything and the patterns. And I don't remember the name. It was literally last night. I was started writing a new song and I'm like, I know I am big pentameter is a form of rhyme. I can't remember the rest. I don't actually really know which one that is, but I do know the ABA <laughs> and the AABB and the ABC, um, but absolutely, definitely, I always try and just create some sort of rhyme and a word flow. Because at the end of the day, like you want it to be easy in the ear, you want it to flow through the mind into the body. So definitely. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. I love playing this game. The recipients of the game don't always love it, but that's okay because I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know if I had to ask you this question in two minutes, 20 minutes, two hours, two days, I, know, I realize and I do agree and recognize that the answer will be different each time I ask you this. So if I had to ask you in this moment in time, your top five songs by other artists that you'd push play on now, what would they be? Moving On by Roosevelt, Kids by One Republic. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why people don't like it. <laughs> Personally, I hate him. He's like, oh, what's your favorite song? I'm like, which one? Yo, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have a Just, playlist of them. <laughs> I've got, can I tell you, I've got a playlist of a million. But that's, yes. but, but in this moment, the first, the next three that come to mind. Oh my God, but Adele, M83's Midnight, and Take Off Your Cool by Nora Jones. There you go. Nice, nice mix and nice little playlist <laughs> to add to mine now. Next up, what do you enjoy about performing live? I think it's like the all out deliverance of it. 
like I struggle with rehearsing my own because I get really bored. <laughs> um, but I know I have to. <laughs> but when I'm on stage, it's like all of me just levels up. And I don't know if it's the adrenaline or just knowing that I want to give my best to people when I perform. I just want to give them the best version of me. And when I'm in that headspace, like my singing is just like next level. I forget my chords and my head's just in space. I think it's that just, it's like a a whole different like energy in a way. Yeah, yeah. But you don't forget yeah. your chords that you forget the song. You just forget your chords because you're so in the moment that you're just delivering it to yeah. the full throttle. Yes. Especially when I like when it's a song where there's a lot of big notes. So like they're like, Oh, why do you have your notes in front of you? I'm like, Go, cool, you don't understand. <laughs> like when I'm hitting that big note, like that is all that matters to me in that moment. And it just like takes over. It is it's it's an incredible feeling to feel that like like our body's doing this right now. We are projecting at this level, like yeah. past the mic. It's just it's quite phenomenal. Yeah, so I've got big dreams, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get there. <laughs> well, that's the next question. What's next for Carol Ann? <laughs> yeah, so my next step is really just growing my fan base in in South Africa. Um, since I've been gone for a while and with COVID and everything, it really put a big pause on it, which um, what can you do? So that's just like my next step. I am planning another Joburg tour for this year, so just finalizing dates. But, like, ultimately, I want to tour. I want to be on really big stages. I want to sing and perform with like-minded artists. Perfect. So one step at a time from there. I know, I know. Yes. I, as you're saying that, for me, it's like... I struggle I feel, with the one step at a time. <laughs> I know. Really do. I'm like, I was just about to say that. Like, I have, like, these... See myself in this, 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 and this, you know, with the podcast and winning this and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, I have this patience problem. And my friends always like say to me, it'll happen, but just be patient, you know? And I'm like, hmm. and I've been told that I'm six months ahead of the rest of the world energetically and with my body. So it takes me, it has to take me a while to like, okay, pull myself back. And yeah. so that's why I was just giggling because like, sounds like we're on the same pace, <laughs> same level. I'm like, no, but I want to be there. It's like, yeah, but you still have to do these 1500 things before you can get there. <laughs> I'm like, but I want to be there. <laughs> but the thing is, what's at least amazing, we have a goal. <laughs> yeah. But what's also amazing is that when you don't focus, when you're busy focusing on it, it's like, ah, but when you don't focus and you're like, okay, I'm busy with other things. I'm doing this, doing this, doing that. Then all of a sudden, you've done a hundred of those 1500 without even realizing those were the hundred steps that they mentioned. And I, I, I was so frustrated about getting there and doing them, but now they've already been done. So yeah, it's yes. also distracting our minds with something else. Sometimes <laughs> I did this post on Instagram, actually. Um, I'm quickly going to get it because it talks exactly about that. It says, do you sometimes feel as if you're always waiting for the things to happen that you keep working for and forget to live? And when you look back, you realize you were waiting while the milestones were being met and you didn't realize in the moment until you sat down and looked back. At least the joy is still sweet. So at the end of last year, I I just sat down 
and I I can't remember what if it was an Instagram post or a sermon or a whatever someone some someone said something, but it's something in my brain clicked and it made me sit down and look back and reflect on the last year, and I was like, Carol Ann, you've actually had a couple of big ones this year that you've actually just walked past because you were in this moment of frustration and too impatient about getting to the next step that I forgot. I was like, you had your first EP released. You had your first tour. Oh yeah. And I signed my first PR media deal. So like those are three pretty big things. And I was on the radio for the first time four big things. Yes. And I was like, we've actually done a lot this year. Yes. Like with everything. Oh, and I'd been to like 20 odd cities and towns or in three different countries. <laughs> so like, I was like, no, we're fine. <laughs> we're actually doing great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a friend of mine is like, you're putting too much on your plate. You need to just calm down and be patient and do what you can do to the best of your ability every day. And whatever you do, you need to take it in and digest it. Like it, there's no point in taking something in and not bothering to digest it because otherwise, how is it benefiting you? You're giving me aha moments as we're doing this interview. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> The podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I appreciate every bit of support from everyone. Thank you. <laughs> really, thank you. Um, I've got some family in the US, so it's pretty exciting. Um, and I've spent some time there, so it makes me appreciate the country. I still want to do a lot of traveling there. And I've got some family in the UK, so... I'm holding thumbs that we get to a UK tour as well. And I've always wanted to been to go to Europe, but have never been. <laughs> um, but it's on the bucket list and we'll get there. Every bit of support I really appreciate. 